Hey friend, welcome to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I'm Michael McCurry, your host. I greatly appreciate the opportunity I have today to speak to you. As we begin this year here on Bible Tract Echoes, I'd like to thank you. Many of you have been listening to this program faithfully for the past year plus, and this is really the third or beginning the fourth year or thereabouts of being the host of this program, and to hear from so many of you and the kind words you share with me about this broadcast, it truly warms my heart, and it makes it all worthwhile, that's for sure. I greatly appreciate the fact that you would invest part of your time, and I'm looking forward to what God has for us this year on the program. Today, I'm going to give a short recap of what I experienced while overseas. I had the chance to be in Southeast Asia for about two weeks, not that long ago, and I've talked about it just a little bit on the broadcast so far, but I've got many more stories and anecdotes to share. And this week, I'd like to point out as we begin that God's work works everywhere. God's work works everywhere. Now, I'm blessed with the fact that I have a good home church here in the north central Illinois area. I am just absolutely flabbergasted that God has given me the leadership of Bible Tracks Incorporated. I'm, I'm privileged to be the director of this ministry and be the host of this radio program, but I've found In my short time serving the Lord, my exceedingly short time in ministry, that God's work, it's not localized to just where I live. There are many people across the world, across the country, who serve God in amazing ways and do His work. And it's not just in America, not just North America. Friend, across all of the continents that God created, God's people are working. I'm so thankful for the fact that I got to spend some time with some friends in Southeast Asia, and I'm looking forward to telling you more about it today and this week. I had the chance, I realized this, someone pointed out to me actually, I didn't realize it myself, but I circumnavigated the world by air. You see, I was supposed to go on my trip to Southeast Asia. I was supposed to go through Seoul, South Korea. If I recall correctly, I was going to fly to South Korea and then fly directly from there to Yangon, to the what used to be the capital city of what is now called Myanmar, a country that used to be called Burma. I was flying over there because we are printing millions of gospel tracts for the Buddhist people there, for the people that need the Lord in that needy nation, but my flight was canceled. You see, I got on that original flight to Incheon, to Seoul, South Korea, got on the plane, put my bags in the overhead compartment. I had checked my bag. I got there plenty early, got on the first flight and flew to Minneapolis, had a couple of hour layover and got on the next flight, the one actually going to Seoul. We were all ready to go. They were cross-checking and securing and arming the doors and all of that type of stuff. We even got the safety briefing about buckling in and about the masks that you have to put on if if the air pressure drops, all that stuff. Well, then the pilots realized we had a mechanical issue. Well, there's a lot of places I don't want to have a mechanical issue, but in the air is most certainly one of them because on a car, in a car, 
Well, at least you can coast on down the road if your engine stops. A mechanical issue on a plane? Well, you might fall out of the air. So I'm glad they checked and found this mechanical issue before we got too far away from uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport. But what it meant was we had to deplane. We had to get off the plane. Ended up, I got rebooked going the other way around the world. Flew from uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul to Charles de Gaulle Airport in Paris, France. Flew from there to Bangkok, Thailand with extensive layovers in each of those spots. And then from Bangkok, Thailand, I flew to Yangon. Then coming back, I'm jumping over two weeks worth of amazingness that God allowed us to participate in. But on the way back, I flew through Bangkok to Seoul, South Korea, and then came home coming the other way around the world. And so took a little bit less than 80 days, but I had the opportunity to go all the way around this amazing globe. But while I was there to realize Though there with those national pastors and those good Burmese pastors and see the work that God's allowing them to do, I realize, as I've already said, that God's work works everywhere. I don't want to share with you for just a few moments some of the amazingness that God allowed us to experience. Of course, I lost a day of travel on my way there because of the uh, rebooking of my flight and the original cancellation. But when I finally landed, it was evening time there in Yangon, got picked up at the airport, had about an hour drive to the hotel. I was absolutely racked out. I was incredibly tired and so very quickly went to sleep. But that first day, when we woke up to know that I was in a city that I'd never been to, in a country, in a corner of the world that I'd never been to. That first day was a travel day, actually. Uh, it was keeping in, in pace with the subsequent, the previous two days of air travel. That day, we got on a van. It was about a 15-passenger van, a little different than what we're used to here in America, but got on there uh, because we had to drive about seven hours to a state in Myanmar called Mon State, M-O-N, Mon State. We were going to visit a church there in Mon State and had the opportunity to get on that van. Now, you got to realize that they're in Southeast Asia, not just there, but other parts of the world, but there's something that we affectionately call Myanmar time. See, for me, and this is not just me, but there's a lot of folks that when you say an appointment is at 7 o'clock, so let's say 7 o'clock in the morning, like the time that van was supposed to leave. Well, normally you anticipate that you're going to leave somewhere near to 7 o'clock. Well, that's not always the case in other countries, and different cultures do things a little bit differently. And so we were anticipating getting picked up at our hotel around 7 o'clock. Well, I think it was about 7.30 when a taxi pulled up and said, you get in, we, we, we're going to where the van is at. Oh, okay. So we're not at where the van is at yet. We got in at about a 15 minute drive over to where the van was at. And then we didn't end up leaving until about 8.30 or so. These are the types of things that if you're going to go on a missions trip, you should realize and kind of internalize a little bit because you're not going to change people and you're not, and you'd be wise not to try to westernize people. And so you just kind of roll with the punches. But while we were waiting on the van, 
we had the opportunity to look at and marvel at one of the largest Buddhist temples in the entire world. It had just been regolded. Quite literally, they had plated the spire, this massive edifice, with gold very recently. And in the morning light, it was beautiful, but it was also heartbreaking to think that there are literal millions, billions of people that are in bondage to the false uh, tenants and the false enlightenment of Buddhism. And so finally, we got on the van. And you got to realize, we are some of the very few foreigners, non-Burmese people in Myanmar at this time. We had uh, traveled just a short while, and we stopped at a checkpoint, and another checkpoint, and another checkpoint. you got to realize that Myanmar is under military dictatorial rule right now. They have a military dictator, and uh, the people, uh, as a vast majority, are not very happy about this, but there's not much they can do about it. And so we got stopped by immigration, by police, by military. Uh, I think we ended up stopping probably eight times. The checkpoint going into Moan State was the most lengthy. They needed our passports. They needed our visas. We were waiting there, probably ended up being close to 45 minutes or so, and ended up they wouldn't allow us to continue on until we paid a bribe. Well, we needed to get to Moan State, and so we did pay the bribe. Ended up being the equivalent of, of about $40 US. And so, thankfully, it wasn't that expensive, but we got on our way. Finally, we arrived. And to tell you that it was absolutely amazing what God allowed us to experience, because the very next day, we had the chance to go into a market, multiple markets actually, across that city that we arrived at, and we put out over 6,000, just in that day, over 6,000 gospel booklets, gospel tracts, in a very short period of time. And to turn around and see people reading so intently, and to see people just absolutely enamored with what you've given them. And, and to see them, in, even in that market, business people, um, the, 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 the meat market, the, the, the housing and housewares market, I should say, no matter where we went, and even a little bit of door-to-door, hand them that gospel tract. And then you walk just a little further, and you look back, and you see three, four, five, just in your eyeline, three, four, five, six people all reading and, and turning those pages and reading something that in their entire lives, the vast majority of those people had never experienced, never read ever before. And then in the short time while we were there, to know that people came to know Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, I got to be present while different people were led to the Lord. And to see on Sunday morning, a day after that market distribution of gospel tracts, to know that seven people on Sunday morning at that church there in Moan State came to know Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Can I tell you, friend, as I've already said, God's work works everywhere. It's absolutely amazing to know that we have the privilege we have the joy of serving the Lord. I'm thankful for where I get to serve the Lord. It's not always in Southeast Asia. 
I'm thankful for the fact that right now I'm sitting in my office. And those of you that are watching the YouTube, the Facebook version, the video version of this broadcast might catch some, glim- catch some glimpses of the background of my office here in the video version. I'm thankful that my office is almost completely done. I've got about probably uh, four or five hundred more books I've got to get on my bookshelf. But let me say this, friend. Wherever God has placed you, would you be very careful to be thankful for it? You may not uh, choose, if you had a choice, that geographical location. But can I tell you, God has placed you there for a very specific reason today. There is a purpose for his plan for your life. I'd love to hear from you. If you have a question, a comment, a criticism, even a concern, would you in just a moment use the contact methods that our announcer will share in just a moment? I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear about where you serve God. I'll tell you more about my trip to Southeast Asia tomorrow and this week. Thank you so much for listening. My prayer, as always, is that you have a great day for His glory. We'll talk to you very soon. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 604 A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.